Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the doctor as she travels the vortex and wake up from one of your heroic naps. It's episode 402. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Pretty good. Was your nap restful? I'm ready for another heroic nap. <laughs> I didn't get a nap <laughs> today. I needed one. I, always I had a day a off too and I didn't get a nap today. Oh, that's just fail on your part. Although I did get to sleep in a little bit because the kids were off and I was off. So. Did you do anything fun on, on your day off? No, took kids to the doctor. <laughs> Not particularly fun. Oh boy! Went out to dinner tonight and went to took the. We're looking for Mason's Halloween costume, so we went several places and still struck out. But Caitlin found hers. <laughs> What's he look gonna be? He wants to be, and I can't remember the kid's name, but the lead character in My Hero Academia. Ah, uh, so. Well, that could be kind of a tough find in this area. Well, we just need a green wig that's suitable, and we need uh, a yellow backpack. That's all we have left. Oh. So the rest of what we have. We found a green wig, but he doesn't think it'll work for the look that he's going for. So we're gonna, we put that one on the back burner because Caitlin thinks she can make it look that way. So we'll see. <laughs> can a green paint? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you guys do anything fun this week? Besides running around the I Halloween didn't. shops? <laughs> What'd you do? I got a bunch of movies knocked out. So many, I made a list. Oh, wow. So uh, we got to go out and see the house with the clock in its walls, which is really cute. It has that, tonally, it feels like, uh, not necessarily, it's easy to say goosebumps because it's got Jack Black in it, but I, I think it's any of those um, not quite child-appropriate scary films like uh, uh, Lemony Snicket. Or, mm. you know, those just slightly scarier than they probably ought to be for the kids to be watching it, and yet still very kid-friendly. It has that kind of feel to it. I did not know it was directed by Eli Roth. Yeah. Which is a weird fit, but uh, it was entertaining. It was really good. And then we went and saw Bad Times at the El Royale, which is amazing. It's one of the best films of the year. I want to <laughs> see it. It's got a terrific cast. Fantastic yeah, cast. Uh, it's very easily, I think, I, I think a lot of people are comparing it to Pulp Fiction structurally. Uh, and there's a lot of great monologues and character okay. introductions and that kind of stuff. If anything, it's probably more in common with, um, Hateful Eight in the remote location, a bunth of people and, you know. Is this a Tarantino film? It's not a Tarantino film. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, who's the guy that did Cabin in the Woods? Not Joss Whedon. Oh, it's, a uh, um, Goodard. Drew Goddard. Yeah. Uh, it's his, and it's it's amazing. It's really good. And then as part of my countdown to Halloween, I watched They Live, which is not a Halloween movie, <laughs> nor is it a horror movie. It's got creatures in it, though, doesn't it? That's kind of all I knew it's got about monsters it. In it. It was described to me as, oh, I don't, scary, I don't know if I've ever seen that this, one. And I went, oh, okay. It's a comedy. It's <laughs> not even a particularly good one. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine it didn't. It's not. It's, it's probably it's, pretty. It's dated not aged too. well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, rowdy Roddy Piper. Um, I mean, it's it's fun, but I, I'll also be the first person to admit I kind of come down probably a little further afield than most people when it comes to John Carpenter films. Anyway, they're just not my cup of tea. Uh, other than Big Trouble in Little China, I haven't seen it since I was in. Well, I've seen Big Trouble recently, but I haven't seen uh, They Live since I was in high school. Yeah, missed it. 
just didn't didn't know anything about it other than scary. It's not. <laughs> and then I finally watched Poltergeist, the original. You've never You've seen never it? seen Poltergeist. I have seen all of the important pieces of Poltergeist. I've never actually sat down and watched Poltergeist. Oh, I'll be darned. And so it's just kind of been one of those that's been on the list for a really long time. And uh, uh, James uh, Medina was like, dude, what do you mean you've never watched it? So he came over and forced, forced me, in quotes, to watch Poltergeist. Wow, that is fantastic. That is an amazing movie. How have I missed out on that all these really, years? Yeah, it is. And I don't care what anybody Not as scary says. As you about, thought. Oh, well, uh, there's only two parts that uh, the, the big giant head coming through the doorway that's terrifying, and uh, the clown. Which yeah. I kept, I'd seen yeah. that before, and I kept waiting for the clown, and there's no clown, there's no clown, there's no clown, and then it ends, and it's like, oh, okay, they're wrapping up, they're moving out, they're doing that. And I'm like, where's the damn clown? Maybe it was a director's cut. Maybe it's in the second one. And then they went back into the bedroom, and the clown was there. I was like, ah, oh, okay, here it comes, and it still scared me. So, <laughs> um, which I'm sorry, no way would I be staying in that house, let alone in that bedroom after those events. I don't care what the short lady says. The house is not clean. We're not staying here. Um, but uh, I don't care what it says in the credits. That's a Spielberg movie. They can claim Toby Hooper directed that all they want. <laughs> it's a Spielberg movie. I mean, shot for shot in some cases. There's Raiders. There's E.T. There's. It's a Spielberg movie. So, But, man, it's good. So, You did watch a lot. I did watch a lot. And that's not even counting all the other stuff that I'd already seen. So. Right. <laughs> What'd you do? Uh, not a whole lot. I did read a graphic novel, uh, Planet of the Apes Visionaries. You're on an apes kick this uh, yeah, A little bit. Recently. Uh, I just recently discovered that they were available digitally from the library. Ah. So, uh, Oh, look, I can get a, knock a whole bunch out in between, you know, podcast reading, too. Um, it's based off of Rod Serling's original screenplay. And it's not that different. <laughs> the big beats are still there. The trappings are a little bit different. Some of the circumstances are a little bit different. But it's still far closer to the actual final product than the novel. So I'd be almost more interested to see a graphic novel version of the novel than this one. Yeah. It was good. It was interesting. But it was... The uh, the character of... It's not Taylor in this. It's something else. It, he's a very different character. Partially because the ape society is modern in this graphic novel, so hmm. so he's almost more um, Paul Newman character than a Charlton Heston character. But it's, gotcha. if you're intrigued, it's worth a read. It's pretty quick. That's about it. I read a graphic novel too. I read um, the Haunted Mansion, which was the um, first in the series of Disney Kingdom comics that Marvel put out. It's five issues, but I read the collected graphic novel. It's it's interesting. It's a kid who grandfather dies. <clears throat> He's an adventurer. They talk about going into the mansion one day and exploring it on their own. And he's always been real scared. And uh, Madame Leona comes to his house, calling out to him, saying that his grandfather's ghost is trapped in the house and he has to come help him. Hmm. And so he ends up going to the house to help his grandpa escape. There's this evil captain, who uh, a pirate who's uh, trapped all the ghosts in the house, and uh, he's chasing down our hero. And is it Blackbeard? 
No. Oh, what and a missed crossover opportunity. It's got, uh, <laughs> it's got the bride, obviously, in the attic, and everybody's scared of the bride, even the captain. And it's, it's it, the, the cool thing about it is it, it hits a lot of the beats of the house. Um, there's even some lines that are said in the book that are very much from the Haunted Mansion. So nice. that's good. Then I watched a documentary called um, Halloween Something of the Dying Sun. It's a documentary on Amazon. It's it was okay. It's it was a lot of stuff I already knew, but it talks mm-hmm. about the Celtic roots of Halloween. Hmm. Is it? I watched Elmo says boo. <laughs> <laughs> that was your Halloween. Uh, that was my Halloween. <laughs> There's another Sesame Street one I, we watched too, but I can't remember what it was called. Shy was riveted to uh, Feast Feast of the Dying Sun. Sorry. <laughs> uh, toy uh, Toy Story of Terror. That's oh, a good one. I like yeah. it. I really like that one. That's fun. But she was through the whole thing. <laughs> big, big, big saucer eyes. Nice. All right. Well, should we move on to some news? Let's. So there's been quite a bit of big finish news lately. First up, there's going to be a new... <laughs> what else is coming out that I can't afford? <laughs> Tenth Doctor and Donna are back together for more audio Yay! adventures. This time, Jacqueline King and Bernard Cribbins will be reprising their roles as both Sylvia Noble and Wilfred Mott. So that's another volume to uh, add to your wish list. Wilf! Yeah, that's pretty exciting. They've also announced River Song Series 6 and 7. And we are going to get a prequel to Talons of Wen Chang in it. Ooh. So she is meeting... Who is this? I lost the name in the article. Well, it's either... Uh, <laughs> uh, who are the guys? Jago. Jago and Lightfoot. I believe it's Lightfoot. Because well, one of them's passed. Which, which one? Yeah. yeah. One of them died recently. So that's pretty exciting. Cool. Jango, or uh, pretty much a Jango Lightfoot prequel. Mm-hmm. And then they've also announced the... Short Trips line will continue till 2020, including two uh, major notes. One is a story written by Andy Frankham Allen called The Revisionists, which will include the Brigadier uh, and Leela meeting the Brigadier. That I'm very excited about. And it's read by Louise Jameson, right? Yes. Yeah. And then there's also going to be a the very first Twelfth Doctor story in this box set. But I could not find who is going to be reading this story. They have not officially announced that it's Peter Capaldi, but they haven't said it's not. So. Cool. Usually the short trips, are those, they're I like, don't listen to many of they're those. They're like Companion Chronicles. That's what I figured. It wasn't, by, not the Doctor themselves right, normally. They're relayed by another person. So maybe they got Nardle. Or <laughs> Missy, since... You know. Yeah, she's doing some big finish now. They have not announced who's reading it, so I will be looking forward to seeing. We'll let you know, blue. dear listeners. She has a new show, though, doesn't she? It's it's like dropped. Oh, is it done? With it's like out now. Oh, okay. I, I, I it think was... it was the whole season at once because it's a Netflix show. Ah, uh, okay. Sabrina. Yes. Yeah. So that's all the big finish news. Uh, there is also a bit of news coming from Candy Jar Books that the next Lucy Wilson mystery is called The Midnight People, written by John Peel. Yay. 
So you can pre-order that now. All right. On November 29th, the next book will come out. So it's a bit more, a bit further out than that. Okay. All right. Should we move on to feedback? Let's. First up in feedback is Holly. I had a feedback saying prepared, but uh, I didn't get it written or, or sung uh, in time. So <laughs> just imagine in your heads the Ghostbusters theme. And then instead of Ghostbusters, it's Ghost Monument. And then insert feedback somewhere into that. And you kind of got an idea of what I was going for. <laughs> now he's making the uh, listeners work. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best way to do Imagine it. Imagine it. Hey, Billy Joel doesn't sing Piano Man in concert anymore. It's pretty much all audience. And he goes, la da la da da And then everybody else sings. <laughs> hey, guys. Finally get our opening credit sequence. And I loved it. We get mentions of Venusian Aikido, and I was kind of hoping that the sunglasses that Dr. Headland Graham would have been the Sonic sunglasses. For a minute, I thought that all the players in this race had landed on an alternate Mars planet with the warning of don't drink the water, etc. The TARDIS being the ghost monument. I didn't see coming at all, but it does make sense with how it materializes and dematerializes. Glad that Graham and Ryan are talking about how they're dealing with Grace's loss and what she would want them to do. The ending was the return of the TARDIS. I loved how the TARDIS opened her doors after the Doctor apologized for losing the key. I love the inside, and the reactions of Yaz, Graham, and Ryan say it all. They're ready for more adventures, and they trust that the Doctor will do what she says and make sure they get home. I'll wrap it up here. Holly from Wisconsin. Thank you, Thank Holly. Thank you, Holly. That's it for feedback this week. All right, well, let's move on to our review the Ghost Monument. Still reeling from their first encounter, can the Doctor and her new friends stay alive long enough in a hostile alien environment to solve the mystery of desolation? And just who are Engstrom and Epso? Meh. Dun, dun, dun. I, I liked this it. one. I liked it. There are some issues with it, but I liked it overall. I like the people. I like the characters. I like the continued uh, uh, character study. Uh, that is uh, her new best friends. I love Graham. That was one thing after we finished recording as I didn't touch on enough was how much I enjoyed Graham throughout the entire story last week. I think maybe part of that is just because uh, I've been clamoring for an older companion <laughs> since Evelyn. <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's go, let's go older. And so there's Graham. And every time they ran down a hallway, he would have to stop and catch his breath. And I just smiled because it's like, yeah, this is what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I want somebody I can relate to and go, yep, there I am. Um, well, I also kind of like his um, reluctance to be a part of this journey. While he's he's there, he's dealing with it, but he's also not going to be above complaining about any issues or questioning why are we doing this. But he's not over complaining, which no, I think he's is not. key because yeah. I think if he was... Constantly complaining. Constantly complaining, which they could easily fall into that trope if yeah. they haven't. Um, then I would have problems with it, but I, I agree. And like last week, he just was trying to, okay, I'm done. See you guys. I'm out and kept getting pulled back in. I, I really appreciated that last week. Well, and he's not Tegan with, right. ah, I'm going to go and do that. He's just enough of the questioning that as the audience, we're going, yeah, is that really such a good idea? Oh, well, okay. And then he's just along with it. You right. Know, that, that is either striking such the right balance with him. Um, but all of them have been have, have been very good. Jodie Whittaker continues to impress. I liked Amazing. The, I liked the two newcomers um, for, for this week. I thought they were 
uh, fun and interesting. The episode just kind of was there. Nothing really happened. And I, I mean, yes, it was high adventure and exploring a planet and killer robots and uh, you know, killer rats. So it was Doctor Who. Yeah, it was Doctor Who. But it, it, it really was. It, 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 was felt, a... it felt very much like Doctor Who while having a much more aesthetic and pleasing look. I thought it shot beautifully. I it was the shot beautifully. Use of the uh, location shooting was terrific. Yeah, I thought the story was interesting. I think my problem with the story is there's there was a lot of things that they was kind of thrown at us that they didn't really feel like they explored enough. Um, but other than that, I mean, it yeah, was, no, I mean, it was, perhaps I'm being, uh, um, I'm saying it wrong. Across the board, it was very solid. It was well made. It was well acted. It was it, well shot. Every, everything was above board with it. I just didn't care for the story. I thought the story was suffering a lot of it on the writing end. Um, it just, it just didn't do it for me. I think he, he focused a bit, little bit more on the characters than he did the MacGuffin of what they were doing on this planet. Which is fine. I you know As long as the characters are interesting, I'll go along for the ride, even if the ride isn't all that exciting, because I'm enjoying the character study. But I feel like, well, it's Doctor Who. We probably should have a little bit better of an adventure than, than what we've had the last couple of and weeks. And we have but, yeah, seen, kind really. of seen this type of story already in the past. Yeah. With Enlightenment, it's kind of that same concept just on a different scale do you think so it's a race to a destination well and we're yeah ki- but we're, we're, we're joining in at the latter half of this race yeah i mean that's the only that's that's the real yeah, main, main I mean, that's, parallel. That, i can see that as a parallel i think that the, the planet obviously is the, completely the, different that's just and, it though i think there was here's here was the problem i had with it is is the doctor wants to know what happened to these people why aren't they here i don't think that was satisfactorily Answered, even though you can assume the cloth people are the ones that basically wiped them out. Yeah, we don't ever really but get they an don't, answer. They didn't, yeah, they didn't really delve into a satisfactory answer of what happened to these people, especially since the doctor keeps continually asking, you know, don't aren't you curious what happened here? Why is it? And she keeps looking at that, which I liked. I appreciated it. It was very doctor-like. Um, but to, then to not give us the answer a little more obviously... I thought I thought was maybe a See, missed opportunity. While yeah, it should have been addressed in the episode. I have a feeling we're going to come back to it at least in a drop line later down the road. Especially since the Stinzo were the ones behind everything, and you know last mm-hmm. week, and so there is obviously going to be some sort of through through. There is a through arc. Yeah, I'm yeah. eating my words from last week because <laughs> it's it's definitely there. It's subtle, which it's, is a bit annoying because of the fact that Chibnall. Or somebody said that's another thing is I always hear these things and then I don't know what the source is. So maybe Chimnall never said that. Somebody else just Well and it still was that. a standalone adventure. Well it is, and I think that And I think that's what his maybe you, maybe qualifier you can, was. Maybe you can take from that too that he's not doing any two parters like they've done, which is which, the case as well. And there I think that's what he was talking about now, was so. two parters. And I nothing think, I think everyone extrapolated. That's oh, just there's it. No I think I have listened to fandom extrapolate a, a hypothesis or a theory through that and and then i i so i jump on board with that and i need to quit doing that i'm <laughs> because pretty sure that clearly, i had heard both there's though, clearly that there was not going to be any two-parters and that there was no arc it was just standalone episodes yeah, but who but maybe, said it that's just it I that, don't know. that's what i'm saying i think fandom extra- extrapolates a lot of things that are passed on and, it, and and nobody on the production staff probably even said that that to that uh, d- uh distinct uh, line. They probably said something like, 
no two parters. And everybody said, oh, there won't be a through line. You know, I mean, I don't know how yeah, you get exactly. from A to B, but yeah. so the exact quote from San Diego Comic Con was, "It's ten standalone episodes. There's no two parters or anything like that." And who is that from? That's that from Chris that, Chip, and that tells me there are no two parters, two, no two parters, and they're all <laughs> or three parters or yeah, four parters. Exactly. Although this was a two-parter, no, there was a connecting no, no, thread. No, 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 no. We we had a cliffhanger from last week that was resolved this week. No, no, that's, we, not, that's, not, that's a not a two-parter. We, that's not we, a two-parter. We had the same villain. No, we had a different villain. We, we had, had a name same, drop. We had, we had the same villain because they are the ones that were responsible. I'll even go one. But they're responsible. But it's. If you want a potential spoiler, this is pure speculation on my end. I'm going to say that these guys are the through line for the whole season. Oh, I would, oh, I would agree. I, they, I not completely only, agree with that. Not only did the Doctor jump from Earth to space in an attempt to find the TARDIS, I think the Doctor jumped a thousand years into the future trying to find the TARDIS with that transmat. Well, and that the, was obvious from the fact that the monument's been there for thousands of that, years. That's, that's right. just it. Yeah. I, th- I think the defeat of Tim on Earth inspired this race to go be more warlike, and they started kidnapping oh, scientists oh, okay. and dragging them to the planet and forcing them to create all these horrible sure, weapons. Sure. And so that all of this, that they're going to become this big, massive, you know, invading army, and it's all going to backtrack to the fact that, oh, it's because you embarrassed him and then threw him off a crane. Yeah. That's that's my prediction. I, that's, that's 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 I, I can see completely that. agree with that postulation. I think that it that's probably straight on. That still does not make this a two parter. It does from the standpoint <laughs> that we didn't get a cliffhanger for this episode. Well, it wrapped no, up a cliff a cliffhanger has nothing to do with a two parter because if that's the case, then the whole first season of Doctor Who was More a series <laughs> of of you know the first. 10 seasons yeah, almost. Yeah, well, they didn't all run into each other. But, but they didn't oh, all the that's same why I say either. Either. Uh, That's why yeah. I go back to Hartnell, because most of those landed and picked right up. Right. So you're but saying, they didn't have the same bad guy. They had standalone stories that didn't have anything well, to do with but each other. Just Cavemen, it's, just because it's the same cliffhanger, bad guy, doesn't Daleks yeah. versus Tim, cliffhanger, Tim. Yeah, it's but it's not done directly. It's definitely it's, not. It's definitely not. Too the, it's more the environment of the planet that was caused by Tim, but that's a byproduct of the villain. I, I agree. Not necessarily the same villain. Yes. I'm, I'm just saying. I, I, I personally, I feel like if you're going to make that statement, we don't have any two parters. Then why did we need the cliffhanger? Is it because you felt like you had to have a cliffhanger? Is it because the episode wasn't exciting and you thought, well, we're going to give you a little tease of next week? There's something that doesn't jive with me about why that was established that way. If you're going to put it forward and go, okay, we're not going to do these parts. Okay, just give me the end credits then. And why didn't we get the open? We'll get to the, 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 the actual open in a moment. But Well, we got the end credits. We didn't we, get the open. Right, but we didn't get the open last week. Why? So you're saying... There wasn't any reason to withhold the open from last week. It didn't play into the, the story, which I was thinking maybe I it think would. It was a, I think it was a let's get this off the ground and get running and i think i thought it was so we of, could focus on jody and yeah, the story yeah, instead that, of that was, an, a, mechan- that was a mechanical effort yeah. to yeah not dominate it with the opening credits to give that this is something new and we're going to we're going to develop to the character without distracting you with the open i think that's exactly what that mm. was so I don't think, think it was successful then. So you think they should well, have just not. moved the end Well, maybe up. not for you, but yeah. that does not make it... That does not lend to your theory of, of a two-parter <laughs> because the first one didn't open. I mean, if you're if you're going to argue that, because the first one didn't open, the first one was just a prologue to this story. 
It's true. <laughs> okay. A, a, a pre-credit sequence. There you go. It was a pre-credit sequence. Because there wasn't one this week. I know. Started just with the open. But just, that was one of the things that we all liked was the idea of, oh, we're going back to the, the Hartnell era. And no, we're not. It's just travel well, out here to the next Hartnell didn't always end on a cliffhanger. Mm, well, but or not, into not, just, the next one. Yes. There were not, uh, not always. Mm. Later in the run. Wasn't there times almost. where they didn't bleed over? Yeah, oh yeah, there was times. Obviously, really? otherwise, just show otherwise Big Finish wouldn't have been able to shoehorn stories in the way yeah, they Yeah, in fact, what they got, once they got to the point where they quit showing the title sequence for the next story, they kind of quit doing the cliffhanger, too. Or it's not even a cliffhanger, just a, it was almost a precede to the next episode. Because right. it, came, it came back with Troughton, then. Well, because they did a lot of it. In it was intermittent after that first season, right? It was sometimes a, they would do it, sometimes they wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, all right. right. So I, I think it's it's hard telling. I'll retract my criticism. <laughs> Go ahead. You were you were going to say something? Oh, I was going to just so if they had moved the credits to after the funeral and they were about to say goodbye, and then they said, "Okay, well, you want to help me come find my TARDIS?" and we put the actual science stuff at the beginning of the next episode, it wouldn't have felt like a two-parter to you. No, it still would have felt like a two-parter because these two episodes are the the the, the through line, the thread, the narrative is is linked. I think we're gonna have to agree to disagree. Yeah. It's it's uh, okay. It's one two-hour episode that they broke into two parts. No, because they're completely different locales. They're different. That no, the tone's different. No, I disagree. I disagree. He, he's a mariner. It's one story, bunch of different locales, bunch yeah. of different quests. The same story. Well, then I think what you're you're saying is this is a twelve part season, ten part, ten part. Possibly, season. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't see, I, I, I haven't seen part three I, yet. I think, so. I think that's where we, we get there. I think also this one ended in the TARDIS of them leaving, and the next one will pick up, and that's why we didn't get the cliffhanger cliffhanger type right. thing because that was the end, and it'll pick right back up in the next story of them being in the TARDIS and any of somewhere. The, the thing that I really did enjoy was the fact that our heroes get picked up and we don't see that part. It's explained to us on yeah. camera. And I liked that. I liked the fact that we didn't see the resolution. We understood the resolution from the narrative. And uh, that throws you into the story a lot better. It gets it going, making you wonder what's going on, especially when we only see um, Grant and... Uh, Brian, what's Ryan. This? Ryan? Ryan, uh, first, and they're on this ship, and you're, you know, he's waking him up, and you're trying to figure out what's going on here. Uh, I like that. I like kind of being thrown into the action, not knowing what's going on, and having to try to puzzle it together, and then expecting, presuming what happened to the other two, and then getting that satisfaction of discovering, yeah, I was right. They ended up on another ship somewhere, and I thought that was neat. I thought the, uh, I liked the, uh, again, that you talked about liking the characterization that I did too. I think the, 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 the two main characters, the, the two people in the race, I thought for having to develop two people in 40 minutes, uh, they did a really good job with the characterization yeah. of the two. They gave, they made you understand each of them and their motives and they start off, you almost feel more, at least I felt more, uh, I was kind of rooting for the guy more early on because he seemed, he was more likable. He was yes, that's it. He was more likable, and she was more standoffish. And then as the story goes, and you learn their stories and their backstories, it, it reverses. And when a, mm-hmm. when a show can do that and change my mind about a character, 
I like that as well. So I thought that was done really well. Um, I thought while it was kind of goofy, and people have complained about this, I liked Ryan going out with the gun, thinking I've done this in Call of Duty, <laughs> and you know taking them all out, and then them all popping back up, and him realizing, oh, that was a mistake, and him getting the doctor of you know no i this was a very pacifist episode this was the doctor still does not like guns um this doctor definitely doesn't rather fix things with her mind and illustrates to a best friend or companion uh or friend she calls calls them best friends my new best friends um uh illustrates to them with 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 a an example and i think it worked really well um, especially for new viewers to go, you know, that don't necessarily, you know, because we're in this society of video games and, you know, solving things with a gun. We've, we've been that for years. I mean, we've, we've been fans of the Wild West as a society for, you know, many a, many a decade as well. But uh, uh, for a new fan that's used to their shows where, you know, a gun solves everything, this one shows you that, hey, there are consequences and it, the gun doesn't always solve everything and you can think your way through a problem. So I like that. And I really like the fact how they handle that with Ryan wanting to go do that because as a modern 19-year-old or however old he's supposed to be, it would make sense that he would think he, he could do this and fix this issue no problem for Surely everybody. Surely he's older than that, isn't he? Have they no, they made 19? a reference to him being only 19 or something like that. Because didn't he and like go to school together? She's yeah. already a police officer at 19. I mean, I guess that's possible, but. Yeah. Well, she was very low ranking. Oh, yeah, because she was doing traffic yeah. duty. But... They, they definitely dropped that age in the first episode. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what. Okay. But yeah, just the fact of in today's society, in today's video game, that he would want to go do that would make sense. And them not having him do that would not be true to the character. Yes, agreed. Does, is, does anybody think he was wrong? Necessarily, I mean, obviously, <laughs> Leroy Jenkins, your way out of a <laughs> building on an alien planet and shooting a bunch of robots, it's probably not the best idea ever. But if I were dropped into that situation, didn't know what was going on, only had the doctor's word that this is what was happening, I'd probably have picked the gun up too. No, actually, but I, I, I would have looked at it more from the standpoint of I'd rather self-defense. have it and not yeah, need it yeah. than need it and not I, have uh, it. Uh, I mean, he got a little John Wayney there for a while, but I think that it. Uh, no, I, I don't fault him at all for doing it. But I guess what I'm saying is I like the fact that they they showed the consequence. Yeah, and, yeah. And, no, it's a really, really good and showed you that there was another. There are other ways to, yeah. to do this. We we get so especially with the Capaldi era, we got so many of the grumpy monologues about why violence and guns are never the answer, but not really. It was, it was a lot of tell don't show. Right. And this was a really nice, aha, see, this is what I'm talking about. Let's go outthink them now. And it worked. It it illustrated that point beautifully. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And while we're on Ryan, I really, I agree with Holly. I like the fact that they took the time to have him and Graham talk about Grace's death. That was a nice, important through line for the characters and growth for them, I think. Uh, at least Graham talked about it. Ryan's well, still kind of... Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's obviously something we're going to revisit, too. Mm-hmm. And like, something we should. I like, too, that, that they're they're doing a really good job of, of exploring their relationship. You know, uh, Ryan's still a little, you know, I'm not going to call you Graham, or call, call you Grand, Dad. But um, 
I do like that when they they get in there and they, he rolls up his sleeves and Graham goes, well, let's look at this engine and see what you. <laughs> and he gets in there and do it. And then Ryan's the one that realizes, wait a minute, it's not an engine, it's a battery. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of cool that they were yeah. both kind of working towards the same goal and they both they they come up with a, a solution as well. Although there is a little bit of almost the crowded TARDIS aspect of Riaz didn't get a whole lot to do this episode. I, that's going to happen, though, I it think, is. throughout this season. I think and so, I think too. That's going... just what happens when you have yeah, four main I th- characters I think they're going to shuffle the characters back and forth. I have a feeling to have a bigger role next week. Back. Yeah, so. Uh, and I'm okay with that, because I think that gives you a lot of options. I don't I don't feel like in an ensemble cast, everybody every week has to No, they to don't. Do. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. It does illustrate that, that, that there's there are a lot of people together. I'll add the caveat that as long as... I, I don't mind if somebody doesn't have as much to do one week versus another. As long as it doesn't continually come at the expense of the characters in favor of the guest star of the week. Which is what happened a lot with Peter Davidson's right. era. Oh, we're bringing in the highwayman. Oh, we're bringing in the, the bandit. Oh, we're bringing in this person. Oh, we're bringing, oh well, I guess we don't have anything for Turlo this week. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess Ness is getting knocked unconscious. Oh, Tegan is as long as locked in a cupboard. As long as they don't go to those extremes to right. get them out of the story, right. I agree. Well, I think as long as they continue to give them something to do. We'll it just may okay. not be as much. Yeah, exactly. It just would be something. No, I don't see that happen. I don't see that kind of thing happening. Especially as much as they pay actors now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I really like the opening credit sequence. Yeah, it's the, neat. The new, the new open, I really like I it. And I like the theme a lot, too. I like the theme as well. I like the music. I'm not sold on the open yet. It's a little dark. I could be a little brighter, but I'm okay with the darkness of it, too. So I miss the TARDIS. <laughs> I, that, that I, I've said... From, Maybe it'll from show day up next week because yeah. we were waiting for it. You know, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I've said from day one that's how I know it's my show. Still, is when the Tardis shows up in the credits, and then this was kind of a weird organic bubbling thing versus a space vortex thing. It was like, oh, okay, that's. Kind I of thought cool. it it's felt more like a modern version of the original. I usually open. Know, I usually know it's my show because it's in the TV guide listed for <laughs> that way. <laughs> um, the... well, if, you, if you check out Direct TV, it's showing uh, we... Death to the Daleks next week. Not, oh, is it? Not uh, Rosa. Not Rosa. <laughs> it reminded me a little bit of the, uh, the very, very flashy Matt Smith one that there was almost too much going on, but it had a, a different feel to it. You remember? I don't the, remember that one. Um, it was very colorful and it had the crackles. Oh, <laughs> the first one with his face. Yes. yes, in the cloud. Yes, yeah. and and I missed the face. That, that started with the ones that they kind of did up in the more cinematic. I think that started with Clara, feature, didn't, didn't it? it? Yeah, it yeah. wasn't. You know, the where they had they had the special movie posters for each one, right? And, and I think it was they had splashy names for each title. Asylum of the Daleks. I think was it was. One, uh, I think it was after that. I think it was Bells of Saint John when Bells, they started. Yeah. Anyway, that. yeah, they they, they just, changed the uh, the font. That's what it was. Yeah, paint over the first five, and then. With You're bells, right. they was, did the whole new sequence. Yeah, it reminded me of that, but less space and more organic. See, I thought it felt very nebula. Yes, yeah. that's what space I space nebula. Yeah, that's well, what it, that's what it is. Well, because we've had vortexes and we've had star fields and we've had you know clocks and we've had clocks. And so, so I, I never think liked that aspect. Of taking Kaldi's. another change with the the yeah the nebula effect, I think was. I, I like it. 
I felt more inner space almost to me, but it'll but they're going to go really small. <laughs> At some Into point. the dark. <laughs> I don't know. It'll grow on me. I just I, I like the I like the music. I like the arrangement I like the of the theme. I agree. It sounds very reminiscent of Hartnell, um, or even um, kind of uh, Eighth Doctor Big Finish, mm. with the kind of darker mm. overtones to the theme to it. But um, maybe, yeah. I mean, the, the the music's cool. The theme's just kind of. Yeah. yeah I, I I miss the TARDIS. I miss the face. We haven't had the we, the, the face has been kind of an anomaly for yeah, the last few I know, years. But so. I missed the face originally too. <laughs> two, two seasons or two. Oh, well, all of Capaldi's, yeah. Because yeah. we did have them in all of Capaldi's, yeah. So in that one season for Matt Smith, yeah. I liked it. I agree. I think it was great. Um, new TARDIS interior. Oh, I want to see more of it. I like the walls. It's too the, dark. The walls. <laughs> the walls are amazing. I yeah. love the walls. I love the flooring, and I even like the console itself. I don't know I how do I feel about like having the, the TARDIS spending oh, part I, on I that. I thought that was kind of cool too. That though. felt like something they bought in the shop and slapped on there. <laughs> well, most of Matt's TARDIS though felt yeah, like well, exactly. It was very steam typewriter. Well, yeah, yeah. Store. But yeah. it wasn't like it, that. Felt like a product placement. Yeah. More than anything. Uh, what I don't like. We will be these... selling this online later this <laughs> I afternoon. I don't like the crystalline pillars. I just. And the fact, uh, the pillars would be one thing for me. The time rotor in the center. Oh, the like, center column is now crystal too. I liked that. I just I don't did not know. like the columns. I think if the columns were gone and you just had the crystalline center and the uh, rotor, I think that would be okay. But number one, it, the the columns are taking up too much space. There's it makes, a lot of sp- it makes the the area of the console room seem very confined now. Um, it feels number, a lot number smaller. Number two, they don't, they, it's a little bit too organic. And this goes back to my, I never was a fan of the coral in the ninth and 10th Doctor's car, TARDIS. I've never yeah. liked that. Even though I think the idea was to give it more of a organic feel, more of a living organism, the, 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 the TARDIS. I've never been a fan of that. And so this kind of invokes that in me as well. Is it, and it, it, if they were even maybe more slender, I might have been okay with them, but they're just really big and bulbous. They look like big salt deposits is what they look like. Yeah, they really do. And the fact that they match the Sonic so well makes me... I don't know if it's the Moffat storytelling that we're so used to. It makes me question absolutely everything and if it, it's connected. But it makes me wonder, is it connected? Is there first a reason why those crystals are there? And why they're so similar well, maybe it ties into, to the Sonic and the Maybe fact it ties that, into Sean's theory that there's more yeah, consequence to how the TARDIS picked up that yeah because that aspect of things the, the, it, it's similar to those little uh crystals quartz looking crystals in the that, uh space or the uh the pod that what's right which she had to build the sonic from yeah. yeah so did you happen to notice that they were curved that the crystals kind of came top, up and, yeah. and came uh-huh. into the top uh-huh. which is very very reminiscent i mean yeah it goes back to uh, a nine and ten as well but it, for me, it reminded me much more of the almost flying buttresses of the Eighth Doctor's movie TARDIS. Yeah, the the, the shape of them certainly. The shape, like yeah. This. But then I thought they did something interesting is with the walls. When we get that kind of back overhead shot, I have to go back and look to really see if I saw it. It almost seemed like the walls with the, the, the hexagonal uh, things made a ball. It, it almost looked like it was almost a sphere around the console room. Yeah, it did kind of. Which was kind of like, that's actually kind of a cool, it's different, 
I don't. And the entrance being as deep as the actual. You get to see the all box. the doors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is a little different. All the doors. All well, the, you see the, the, the sides. Walls. The walls. Sides. The, yeah. I just say there's all, only two all doors. The on it. All the doors. <laughs> all the windows. Yeah. All the windows. All the windows. Yeah. yeah. But um, so yeah, it's it's interesting you said that because I I th- the, the when I that it's that picture that circulated online. This yeah, this is it. But I think there was more light to this. No, there was more light in the photo. No, well, you're there, talking about two. the doctor and one. the doctor there's, one there's, was there's two. was further. Yeah, because the, 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 it was this photo, which the way this was shot, this is the one problem I have with the way this episode was shot. I thought everything was, especially the sequence where they eject the back half of the ship and you actually see it tumble away through the yeah. viewport window. That was really well done and cool. Yep. But when they get into the TARDIS, I felt it was too dark. And all I could think of was... Uh, five-ish doctors where he's going we used to have lovely light what happened to that (laughs) (laughs) and i was like yeah it's really dark the doctored photo that appeared they had went back in and really uh illuminated the crystals yeah which i hated even more more of a a pink glow (laughs) um but i thought at the very least it brightened the room up but it reminded me of um i don't know like fortress of solitude and I thought you would really like it because of that crystal. It's too dark, though. <laughs> Crystals, <laughs> the fortress all of solitude lights. is all bright and light. Yeah. No, I, I, no, it didn't remind me of that at all. And then if it did, I probably would have been pissed off because I felt like they stole it. So I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> now that you say that, I'm mad. No, uh, no, no, no. I, yeah, I just everything about the interior is fine, but I, but the exception of the and, and like I say, maybe if they were thinner, they weren't so bulky. I would just. It feels very claustrophobic in there. Mm. Which, and really, until I looked at some of the pictures online, I didn't really feel like I got a good sense of what everything looked like. We didn't get a big enough wide shot of yeah, absolutely yeah. everything once it was lit up. Well, and it's going. because there's too much. There's too much stuff in crystalline the way. in there. In the way, <laughs> I did love her reaction to all of it, though. As she gets to come up to the door and yeah, that was I can't f- find my key and yep. it lets her in. And then the line of you've redecorated. One of my favorite I really was, love, love it. Was I, you've redecorated. And I knew what she was going to say. I knew it. Oh, I yeah. I knew what she was going to say. And I love that they held on it, too, for such a long time because I had just... While she took it in. I had this big old goofy smile on my face and I was like, yeah, say it. You like it. Say it. You like it. And then she says it. I was like, oh, that was a really neat moment. Yeah, yeah. So I like what they did. That was pump inducing. And I'm glad, yeah. she, I'm glad she likes it as the character. I don't know what Jody thinks of it, but I, I'm glad the doctor likes it because yeah. that's the important thing. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, her to walk in and go, oh my God, this is terrible. No, <laughs> but I, I, I'm fine with the fact that, that she likes it. It's hers. But I just, yeah, I, my feelings weren't entirely the same. But Yeah, I would agree. That would be an interesting you couldn't oh we gotta do this (laughs) well just you know the doctor puts the wardrobe on and the TARDIS goes oh yeah (laughs) dresses to match (laughs) can you you imagine a Technicolor six doctor (laughs) fine I'll change the coat and then it reverts back to the white Yeah, but if it had gone with the all black that uh, Colin originally wanted then it would have been like more like the master it looked like the master right (laughs) Wait, that's why the Master Tardis is like that because he always dresses in all black. <laughs> that would be a that would be a great scene for a, an incoming Doctor when they do the the costume wardrobe. That if he comes out in several different outfits and the Tardis changes the interior each time, and it's like really <laughs> fine. And then he goes and gets a sensible outfit. And the Tardis goes, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. That would be awesome. 
But now I can say they don't even grow on me. I think this 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 episode certainly wasn't didn't have the wow factor of last week, um, but I think it's still got its momentum, and I think it's still doing really well. I think the storytelling relatively concise. Again, I think there was a lot of things that that could have been further addressed, and maybe if it's going along the way that Sean's thinking it'll go, maybe I've they been will. right so many times. <laughs> maybe they will backtrack and, yeah. and answer some of those questions that I felt were unanswered, but. Um, yeah, no, overall, I enjoyed the, the story. I don't know if it's because we now have the TARDIS again, but it now almost feels like the show is back in its groove. Like, we were offset with no title, no opening sequence, no TARDIS. Didn't quite feel like our normal show, but it still did at the same time in the first episode. Now we're on an alien planet, still kind of wobbly, and now, oh, yep, we're off running, and it's, it's Doctor Who proper again, because we got the TARDIS. You know, I kind of felt it was Doctor Who proper from last week. Well, <laughs> it had it. It felt like Doctor Who, but it didn't at the same time because it felt new and different. So it's and it still feels new and different, but it feels more Doctor Who-ish new and different. Well, if that makes sense, it is different. It's no, not necessarily but... <laughs> wrong. It's it's not. It's not just because it's... they have the TARDIS and they can travel wherever they want. Yeah, now. <laughs> that's it, all it, it I comes think down to. It's as different. Yeah, I think maybe that's it. Last week would have been as different as somebody tuning into the first third Doctor episode would have gone. Well, this is different. I mean, it's oh, yeah. it's it's, it's oh, yeah. just it was just you know an adjustment period, and they'll get you know quote unquote back to back to the baseline at some point. I hope. I, think I almost think that bothers me. Now that I, the, you, I think you, it's fine. You, 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 you said earlier that... <laughs> I think it's fine. I've said for years that I think Doctor Who has to continue to be new and fresh. Oh, it, it has does. to have those familiarities, and I appreciated the Venusian Akuto. There was a lot more callbacks this week I than I really expected. felt like they were going to abandon a lot of the callbacks that we've had because that just kind of felt like how Chibnall was going with it. But to have these little moments of, of things that you know are, are throwbacks, and it's almost like a special gift to the longtime fans it doesn't take anything away from a new viewer because they're introduced to venetian Akusha. she more or less explains it but we get a little nod of hey you know more about this and i right. like that and i i was afraid <laughs> it used to do it <laughs> i was afraid yeah exactly i was afraid we wouldn't get any of those and we are and so i'm very satisfied yeah. with that aspect i would agree i would agree my only other thought is, why don't people, when a ship is crashing... Run under it instead of away from it. I was going to say run perpendicular. Or perpendicular. Run, run, take, go to the right. Go to the left. You're going to get not hit. Can I address that? Because I always think the exact same thing. But here they went one step further to, to make it work for me. Is at least they were running down a trench. It wasn't that deep. It though. wasn't, but I kept thinking <laughs> if you saying. tried, to, it was, uh-huh. and if you tried to veer left or right, I can see with that descent or ascent slowing you down, and so knowing that the fastest path is forward, at least they did that for me. They did Had do they that. been on a flat plane, <laughs> running in the middle of a desert, here comes that tree. running from a, from a plane, <laughs> I would have done the same thing. And I go, oh my gosh, just get out of the way. But putting them in that little trench made it just that much more believable for me. A little bit more. <laughs> if the trench was steeper, I would have been able to swallow but that But if pill. the trench was any steeper, the crash probably... You probably could have got down, and the crash would have, you know, maybe oh. split up over you. So. Uh. I think it was just shallow enough. 
You're going to be this way all season, aren't you? The yes, show can I do am. no wrong. Yeah. Well, I point, <laughs> I pointed out some wrongs already. Crystalline <laughs> TARDIS structures and uh, leaving a lot of points. <laughs> Not exploring some of the things you've set up well enough. But other than that. I wish we'd have gotten more with the sentient cloth. <laughs> I did. No. T- that's was another thing that I felt that they should have given us more of. That was the one part that almost made me roll my eyes. Oh, really? No, I, was, I, I thought that was cool. I, I just wasn't that impressed by it. I like too. Maybe it was they, just the effect. I like too that they kept foreshadowing it by showing the cloth laying all over the planet. Yeah. But I kept thinking. I mean, we kept getting these shots like this is important or this is, this is menacing, but I couldn't see it because I couldn't figure out why would that be menacing? What's going on? Well, Maybe that, I thought it was like trash or leftovers yeah. of this civilization. Dead people. Only to later. <laughs> Someone dropped their coat. It, only, yeah, only for later for it to come alive. I was like, oh, okay, that was clever. The first time I saw it, I thought it was just a reference of it's hot, so somebody ditched their coat. Someone in our current party ditched uh-huh. their coat, yeah. and that's all the thought I gave to it. Uh, now, what would have been clever is if the wind kicked the sand up and somebody reached over and picked one of those up and wrapped it around themselves, <laughs> like keeping the dirt off. Yeah. And then it started strangling them later. That yeah. would have been clever. That would have been cool. That would have. I was glad at least what's-his-name did pull it up over him like a blanket while he was getting ready to take a nap. <laughs> Again, would have liked to have had a little more information about them. That was that was one of the things that I felt was pushed in there that like we how didn't they could talk get. to you. Yeah. <laughs> Room full of scientists being forced to do evil things. What if what we if, got giant clams? Now we have sentient cloth. Right, I mean, yeah. what, what, <laughs> that's what, what happens when scientists are forced to do evil things. What, what if, what if the uniforms of the enemy soldiers killed them? Ooh. <laughs> what have you got? Sentient cloth. All right. There you go, Glenn. That's just crazy <laughs> enough. Me. It might work. Yeah, but I could. I mean, we could sit here and formulate that. But if a, if a television program that's telling you a story does not give you enough, it has failed. If I have to derive backstory for something in your story, you haven't given me enough. I'm going to write this down and remember that you said that. <laughs> I've said that a lot. You can go back and I'm, look. I'm going to write it down and you, remember that you, you said that. You can go back and look at a lot of our episodes where i said if you didn't tell me give me enough information in this story then it's a fine line with glenn because there are other <laughs> times where if they don't give you enough information he likes it because he gets to extrapolate what I he wants. you're right i have i have taken the opportunity to do extrapolate more than than probably was presented but it's no, a fine line. No, it, it really is yeah, a fine line no, for I everyone. Agree. I would agree. It's, oh, it's, it's Inception. Some people are infuriated by the ending of Inception. Other people love it. It's a very fine line. Yeah. I'm in the middle of that line because I'm not sure. We shouldn't go into this. We shouldn't go into this, but I don't, I'm not exactly sure what the, the bait is on that. If it falls or not. Well, yeah, I know, but I, I guess I don't. Oh, whether it falls but we see it start to rock, but we don't see it fall. Right. right. Okay. Right. Yeah. I, uh, if the rocking, the, the, the rest of the movie would have been captivating enough to keep me there. Maybe I would have remembered that. <gasps> I just, yeah, the rest of the movie wasn't that good. Anyway, we won't go there. We won't go. I'm sure we've done this before. I'm sure we've talked <laughs> ad hoc about how I didn't really care that much about the session. I appreciated it. Just didn't care that much about it. Anything else on this story before we wrap this one up? 
Glenn has a differing opinion than me. <laughs> In other news, Always. water, wet. <laughs> Crime wave and golf. Yeah, you, you're, you're over there gasping, but I'm thinking, should you just expect that? <laughs> Why am I still surprised by this? All right, what do we got coming up on the schedule, Sean? On the schedule is more of the same, or maybe not. We won't know until we watch it. We are reviewing episode three, Rosa, which... Uh, as Rosa Parks, which I was very excited about. And then what appeared to be somebody firing an alien weapon at her, which I'm less, less, less excited about. Less, less excited now, but I, I know, we'll find out. Yeah, I'm kind of reserving judgment because I want to see where they go with this. But I think that this one will be the one that will be tough to tough to do as far as its subject matter. So we'll just see how they... How they... I mean, I, I don't know why I expect anything. It's not like, you know, Shakespeare had... Which is, which is, yeah, you know, it's a thing now. I kind of was hoping for a pure historical, which sounds really weird coming from me. But <laughs> I'm sorry, anyway. it's just never going to happen. It's again. never going to happen again. Yeah, yeah. We will find out next week. Well, you know, I mean, it it can be done. It was done on a weekly basis with Quantum Leap, so I mean, it can be done. So, and to argue against my own point, period <laughs> dramas are a huge rage right now too. That's true. Look at The Crown, Victoria. And I mean, all of the these BBC other does ones. well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. <laughs> they could easily be done. I mean, they did a great job with the gunfighters. It was so period accurate. And Ghostlight. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna argue that one is a pure historical? <laughs> no. <laughs> are we doing anything? Are we doing anything for Halloween for our show? We've kind of done little things in the past i don't know if we were i'll bring candy okay well all candy. right we'll have candy on our halloween show all right <laughs> Is there anything else we need to discuss before we close Full this one bars. Out? That's i don't think so thing. yeah apparently yeah all right well, that's gonna do it for this bars. week until next week i'm glenn i'm sean no, i'm keith cheers good night everybody be seeing you thanks for listening go take a nap have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.